Hello, everybody. It's Darrell Lawrence, Legacy Maker Sports Network. And guess what? It is almost time for episode two of Green and Gold over everything. And we're ready to bring you everything today because you know what? We had a very exciting week one for Packer Nation out there. And so now we're going to have a chance to to get a little bit in the week two, recap the game next week. I got two special guests coming on with me uh, for this one. I'm super excited. Let's go ahead and get this bad boy started. There's no need to keep on talking about it. Let's go. Green and gold over everything. too long i don't care <laughs> that's my thing look here's the thing for you know all the packers fans out there you know hey why not go ahead and embrace the greatness of the green bay packer history i'm your man Darrell lawrence legacy maker sports network and this is green and gold over everything episode number two as we head into week two of the nfl season now today uh we got a couple things we're going to go over we got to talk obviously about the game in chicago uh, a very good week uh, for Green Bay fans out there. It's always nice to go into Chicago and get another dub. Uh, for, <laughs> so I know Chicago fans, sorry, you know, my man Raphael Haynes with a three-point conversion. Sorry, brother, you know, but hey, it is what it is. You know, we're, we're friends again after uh, <laughs> after the uh, past week. Uh, but with all that being said, we're going to get into that. We got a recap coming. My man James Brown on the Legacy Maker Sports Network will be coming by as we preview Falcons and Packers uh, for this weekend. But before I get into all that, before I get into all that, I got to introduce my guy, man. Like, look, we've been friends for a long time on, on Facebook, you know, and to, this is going to be a funny story, but tonight is the first time we get a chance to physically see each other on a face-to-face -face basis, but I'm excited because this is my brother, I, and we talk almost every single day, and we always talk about Packers football. So uh, it is my honor to bring my guy, Mr. Randall Burns to bring him in to to green and go over everything. Randall, how are you doing, brother? You know, I feel like, and you know, we love wrestling. I feel like yep. I finally got the call up from NXT <laughs> to the main roster. Like I made it. 
You made it. I you made it out there. the group chat to the live show. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's funny because we've talked, we've talked about this. Yeah. So probably for at least three or four years. Yeah. Uh, and met- uh, through through Sutton and yep. he got the uh, DTSM podcast. Great show. And we've just always talked about it and just timing life and you know you running a network. You not like I got a podcast, one show. You got shows to juggle. You got people to manage. So I, I get it, but I feel like the, the, this is the timing is just right with the change in the in the franchise. Um. And just not to go off too much of a tangent, but I was thinking about this when I was driving today. When Aaron took over from Brett, I don't think any of us really knew what we know about sports today. Right. Like all the information with the contracts, what's going on behind the scenes, regime changes. But now, like, we're at our age, we know more about sports than we've ever known. So we really get to see the foundation being built of an entirely new Packer franchise. And I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited for this youth movement. And that's the thing for me. Like, I, I will say a couple of years back, you know, looking into it, I said, man, you know, what, what are they doing here? You know, why are we drafting quarterback? But I'm also like we lived through the first time. So we knew what was eventually going to come. I think Aaron knew the same thing that it was mm-hmm. going to happen at some point. Uh, what I will always commend Aaron on is that I felt like he did a really good job of embracing Jordan. Uh, even though it may seem like at times like they may have had beef, like I guess on the outside part, he yeah. never it never showed. Uh, him and Brett showed it oh, showed yeah. that there was some hate or there was at least some animosity there. Aaron never did that, you know. Aaron no. obviously had his you know his quarrels. He wanted, I'm the guy here. I want to retire yeah. here, which I have no problem with that. Yep, but. He never showed he never disrespected Jordan, in my opinion. They, they're real good friends. He texted him before the yep. game. That that's just something he didn't get. And I always I can always appreciate Aaron for giving Jordan that. And look, after <laughs> after this weekend, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> thank you, A-Rod. <laughs> yeah, you know, I saw a report, I guess he texted him the night before the game. And I'm like, that's such a big brother move. Right. And and also, like, do you remember when the reports came out that Aaron was insistent on the Packers retiring far as number, mm-hmm. making sure he felt welcome. And I think Aaron is passing on that. Like, okay, this is your franchise now. Right. So now you have to do all those things, but at the same time, you got to do it your way. And I, and I hope that Jordan will reciprocate that level. I hope Jordan is still the quarterback 15 years from now. And he has to mentor his, you know, guy, but at the same time, he's the one that reaches out to Aaron whenever it's all said and done. It's like, okay, now, you know, time to come home. Let's put that number 12 up in the rafters. Yeah, it's 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 a beautiful thing to see. And, you know, hey, you know, it's, it's week one, and we're not trying to overthink it, but we mm-hmm. are very excited about what we saw. Speaking of that, let's go and, and talk about <laughs> what happened on Sunday because the Green Bay Packers, 38-20 to 20 over the Chicago Bears in Soldier Field, um, and a lot of people came into this game and, you know, I mean, I was hearing everything, uh, you know, Justin Fields is going to show off and this, this and that. And, and, and I'm not going to lie to you mentally. I thought that way myself. I'm like, it's going to oh, be too. It's going to, it's going to be a different, um, it's going to be a different thing coming around here. You know, we had, we got something different happening, but even with all that said, um, you know, it, it started off a little slow and I said to myself, man, what is this about to be? But great job by the Packers. Um, before we get into players and you know how we thought they played, what were your overall thoughts of the game? I don't think I've ever been as nervous for a start 
<laughs> with the the last time I was that nervous was that Tampa Bay playoff game. And I think it's the conditioning of social media now where everything is going to be dissected. And I worry about, you know, what's going to come Jordan's way. So every time he dropped back, and I'm like, oh, no, he's going to throw the ball. This man's going to throw the ball. And I was, I was getting nervous. And I was happy to see that they called a good game for him. They ran the heck out of the ball. They gave him a lot of easy throws. LaFleur scared the hell out of me with that triple option. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was like, I mean, here's the thing. I'm driving back from FedEx, you know. Uh, yeah. For those, you know, for those who, you know, maybe listening to the show, I, I cover the commanders games. And yes, I cover the commanders as a sports media journalist. Okay. And <laughs> I'm allowed to have that little it's bit. A job. Anyway, <laughs> it's a job. It's, it's my job. But even without that being said, I was driving up up the road, tablet in the in the passenger side. Watching NFL Red Zone, which I probably shouldn't admit on the air, but I'm watching NFL Red Zone, but I'm listening to it mostly, but it's playing on the tablet. And I'm sitting there like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I was I was I was very pleased overall with the way the game was called. I, I, absolutely. And, you know, we'd been hearing everything throughout the summer, like we're finally going to see LaFleur's offense. And I noticed whenever they brought it up, he'd be like, you know, it's, it's everybody's offense. And then God bless uh, <laughs> Mark Murphy, because, you know, he always – I think he's drinking because he always lets something slip. <laughs> and he said it at the shareholders meeting. So for those that don't know, the Packers have a shareholders meeting every summer because, as you know, the fans own the team. Right. And he said it. He goes, we're finally going to see Matt LaFleur's offense. And I know Matt was like, come on, man, don't say that. Basically admitting it was Aaron's show, but we got to see Matt LaFleur's offense. And it looked a lot like what we see from the 49ers. Right. You know, stuff, you're going to throw the ball over the middle. You're going to let the guys make the plays after the catch. And a lot of run, 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 run. My only issue, because I think Matt called a good game, but there were way too many carries that went to A.J. Dillon. Mm. Way too many carries. I get it. You want to preserve Aaron Jones. But I think he got the ball that first drive, and we didn't see him till was it the second half? Yeah. Or I think at it was least like, it felt like that. At least it felt that way, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But – I, I think it was a really good game overall. I've, if I had to grade it, I'd say it was like a B. Yeah. It, it was a strong B. I, I'd say I, yeah. I, would, I would give it a B plus. I don't want to give it an yeah. A because – I don't want to give it an A just yet because it's still – it's a it's a work in progress. Um, You know, there were some things I felt like could have been a little bit better. But overall, like for me, you know, getting a chance to see Jordan be comfortable, like, you know, and just being, you know, commanding the offense. That was my biggest, my biggest key last week is keeping him confident. And, and he was, and with that being said, I'm going to go a little bit into the players, um, the, my players, and I'm going to let Randall obviously give his or who he thought was doing real. But these are the five guys that I thought had really good games and probably the most obvious. But anyway, uh, first, I, I, you know, we got Jordan Love, Jordan Love, great day. 245 yards, you know, passing that says rushing. Don't don't pay no attention to that. Uh, it should have been 245 yards passing, uh, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a 123.2 quarterback rating. Biggest thing Packers want to know. But you you watched him, and the confidence level was just screaming from him after the game. Now I'm gonna play this clip of him after the game, uh, and just you can hear the maturity. Um, he was talking to Aaron Andrews. This is from Fox Sports, um, courtesy of Fox uh, Sports and NFL. But just take a listen to how Jordan Love sounds after the game, and it doesn't sound cocky. Doesn't seem like he's trying to do anything extra. He's just glad that he's getting his opportunity. 
Well, before we came on camera, Rashawn Gary screaming at the top of his lungs. He's that man. Stop playing with him. Listen, it's never easy to follow that man, a future Hall of Fame quarterback. But Jordan, you come to Chicago, you throw for three touchdowns. At the half, your head coach is saying you are beyond poised. How would you assess your performance today? Um, you know, I'm always I'm always very critical of myself. So um, it was a great game. You know, we got the win. That's exactly what we wanted. Um, great team showing. Um, came out and did what we needed to do and uh, showed the world what we're about. So. Well, you can't be too critical on how you were on third and fourth downs, Jordan. You were unbelievable. What was working for you? Yeah, I mean, the pass game. Um, you know, we're setting it up with the run, and then uh, we'd get to third and short, and uh, that was our bread and butter. We were just taking advantage of what they were doing, um, and we're serious to make plays out there. I'll tell you who was having a good time today watching you, your mom. We gave you a hard time this week about her seats in Kansas City. She got a lot better seats. You, you were right about that. She had great emotion. Can you even imagine what she was going through up there watching you? No, she, I'm, she's having a blast up there. Um, she, she's just very supportive of me, comes to every game. Um, and, you know, I love to see that. She, she really just shows how much, you know, she loves me, loves our family and supports us. And uh, it's just awesome to see her up there um, supporting me in the game. You know who else is supporting you? Packer Nation behind me. Go enjoy that. Congrats, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you. See you. That's Jordan after the game. Humble. Um, I didn't see anything that gave me just, I don't know, it just gave me comfort. Uh, what were your thoughts um, just in Jordan Love's performance overall? And I think it's something that we've been talking about. When I say we, we have a, we have a group chat. It's only three of us, but it's three diehard Packers fans. And it's something we've said from the first preseason game. This young man looks like a completely different quarterback. He looks confident. He looks poised. He doesn't look rattled. Granted, he only got sacked once. There were there were times there was a, the pass rush wasn't great that he faced, but you were still an NFL quarterback in a live game in the stadium of, I would say, our biggest rival. And he looked. I got. I texted you. I said he got ice in his veins. Yep. This dude is cool, calm, collected. The ball went where it was supposed to go, even though when he missed. And there's something I'm starting to notice with him. If he misses, he tends to miss high, and it's usually when he doesn't get his back foot set. But the ball goes where it's supposed to go. He goes through the progressions really well, and that was something a lot of the scouts knocked him when he came out. They didn't think he was a good processor of what he was seeing. Not so. Not anymore. Yeah. You know, it's going to be different when the blitz starts coming at him. But from what I've seen, man, this is a completely different dude. Yeah, I, it, it's like night and day from the Kansas City game. I, you know, I, I know we got like a little small sample size in the Philadelphia last year. I know we talk about it all the time, but the difference in the difference in player in two years is it's amazing to me. Like it, it, you know, those years of sitting behind Aaron have really paid off, and you can see it. And I'm, I'm sitting back and watching this like, wow. But I, people, like I had somebody today in my fantasy league, Darrell, I see you got Jordan Love sitting on the bench. You ain't trying to try. <laughs> no, 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 nope. no, not at all, sir. I said, I knew what I was doing. And he's going <laughs> to sit right there until it's time. When I when I get comfortable and I know he's doing this consistently, that's when he'll go in the start lineup. But until then, he's mine. You're going to have to give me your whole team to get Jordan Love right now. I want to um interject something. Have you heard the story of his, of his upbringing? No, no, not at all. So I used to always want to like, yo, where's this dude's pops at? And not like in a mean castle way, just trying to figure out. And pretty much when he was about maybe, I want to say his early teens, his dad dropped him off 
at his basketball, either basketball game or practice. And I want to say, I think he had a heart attack or something on his driving and he passed away. Wow. And they said, you know, you know, the coach of uh, the team and everybody, you know, we got to rally around him. We got to take care of him. They wrote his mom said, look, if you don't want to come to practice next day, he don't got to come. They said he was the first person at the gym. And he's pretty much just had this mentality because his dad was like a, a just like a tough guy that really just instilled discipline that you need to be the first person in the gym. You need to be the last person to leave. To leave. You need to be responsible. And they said that's just always been his makeup. Like it kind of forced him to grow up a bit more. But he really took the heart like, OK, my dad is going to let me try to live out those values he instilled in me. And he said that's where that just that calm demeanor comes from that he's confident in himself because he kind of had to grow up quick. Man, that's, that's see, I, I had no clue that was the case. I thought about that at the game because they showed his mom. Yeah. And you, you can even tell when he was talking in that video, like you could tell like he wanted to not he wanted to cry, but you can yeah, see the emotion, emotion there. You, you can see the emotion build up. So right there, man, you know, hey, Jordan, uh, we rooting for you, brother. You keep doing your thing. And once again, y'all, that's passing, not rushing. Don't, y'all, y'all, y'all forgive him, brother. <laughs> yeah, no night, rushing I, yards. Yeah, yeah. He had, he had some rushing yards in there, but no, that's that was passing yards on there. Next player to talk about Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, once again, being that security blanket that the Packers need. Uh, the numbers don't look sexy um, per se. I mean, now I carry his, you know, 41 yards. The two receptions for 86, obviously, the big, the big, the, the option play that was uh, a, <laughs> oh, not the option play, but the cross the field, yeah. uh, the lob bad boy that they threw across. And Aaron Jones is Aaron Jones. I, I know we've had debates in our group chat about Aaron Jones and if we should get rid of him. I, I will be a one person that says that it should never happen. Uh, that he should, as long as he wants to be a Green Bay Packer, he should be a Green Bay Packer. He, to me, shows what a Green Bay Packer is all about. Uh, and with that being said, he, once again, he he carried the day. Uh, yes, Jordan had a great game, but offensively, I felt like without him doing what he did, and, and oh, yeah. you know, at, the, at those time frames, that it could have been a completely different game. I, I will take the blame because it is it was me saying that we should have <laughs> let him walk when it was time to resign that contract. And I look foolish right now. Um <laughs> if, if for those I'm I'm new here, I have a very business Bill Belichickian way of looking at football teams, especially with the Packers. It's team before everything. So if it's time to move on, it's generally time to move on. I thought it was. So I'm like, hey, we found him in the fifth. We can find another one. Nah, th this dude is special. And I I remember Mike McCarthy when they asked him, why don't you run Aaron Jones more? And he flat out said, he isn't the most durable, so I try to save him when I really need him. And we kind of saw that with the injury on that long run. I remember he missed a couple games last year. But, man, this dude is special. This This dude is I mean, is it safe to say he's probably, in terms of Packer running backs, it's him and Amon Green, right, and nobody else. I mean, it's and if you're going old school, we'll throw Horn in there, but and then Jim Taylor, but yeah, it, it's it's hard because like especially the newer versions of Packer yeah. running backs, for at least we'll say nineties up, it's 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 him and Amon Green. Amon yeah. Green has the all time, um, you know, rushing yards for the pack, but I mean, Aaron Jones has made so many special plays and. 
you know, the big game against Dallas a few years ago with the five touchdowns. He just mm-hmm. he just does he's done great things. He's been quiet and he's a team player because how many times have he taken pay cuts to make sure things will go and he wants to stay in Green Bay? He wants it's, to stay here. He wants to be here. I, I think it's because they took a chance on him. Um, and so Aaron Jones, you the man, <laughs> in my opinion, keep yeah. doing your thing. Yeah, keep doing your thing. Next one on the offense before we hit the defense. Of course, we got to talk about Dobbs, man. Romeo, where for I thought Romeo, <laughs> Romeo looks so good in this game, man. Like he he came in uh, on the injury report, and we we're saying like, oh man, he's injured. Uh, we thought that Romeo and Christian Watson was going to be out, uh, yep. and so when Watson went down, I was like, okay, Watson is out. If if Dobbs is also down, where do they turn? But uh, but Dobbs was able to play, and he gets two touchdowns, and now. Four receptions, 26 yards, but the two receiving touchdowns were big touchdowns. Like, he made great plays. Oh, he made a great play on the second one. Went up and grabbed it in the second one. On the first one, he just kind of cut through, and it happened so fast. Uh, I was just like, oh, that's a touchdown. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on Dobbs' uh, first game in the Jordan Love era? Let me um, let me retract, uh, go back, though. It's my fault. It wasn't that his dad died in a car accident. They had changed his medication. And he ended up taking his life. Oh no. That's what happened. So that's, that's what even happened. Like, yeah. Man, that's crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I mean that could just completely change the way your life goes. I mean, you're losing your dad is one thing, but losing it like that and then knowing it's because of a medication change. Insane. But back to thoughts on Dobbs. And we talked about this too. I was something that I didn't know about. Dobbs and, and Love have been practicing together since uh Dobbs has been in college and it shows it <laughs> and definitely it shows. Shows. It shows I I was very excited when he got drafted because I saw what the hands were and I remember we were upset like why did we take we were upset at the Watson pick cuz I didn't know who he was I heard a little bit about Dobbs and it was a situation where smaller school but you know that's what we do we'll pack it hey people get mad that we don't take somebody in the first round but we will find you. Western Michigan with, with Greg Jennings. Uh, was it UNLV for, for Devontae? No, no, no. Uh, Fresno. Fresco, Fresno State. Fresno. Yeah. We will find you after the first round. And it looked like we got a good one with this with this guy right here. Yeah. I mean, they hit. I mean, look, Watson has done well as well. I mean, he's yep. hopefully he'll be back uh, this week. But, you know, you look at the two guys and uh, – the youngest offense in the league, but they look like they're having so much fun right oh, now. Yeah. And it, and I think that's the key part. They're having so much fun. And just imagine, you know, you know, and for those who don't know, we our group chat name initially was <laughs> Fire Goop, Fire Murphy, and maybe LaFleur. We were we were we were on the cusp of LaFleur. We wasn't sure yet. Uh, we wanted a regime that, change. We wanted the regime because we didn't know what was going on, but you know, we changed that because I'm not gonna lie. I mean, you look at Goot and it feels like maybe a mad genius here. Yeah. Low key. Um, it didn't look that way in the beginning. It was like, what's going on? But if you look how confident and, and happy and just the energy on this young team, you say, wow, like maybe he had something cooking. So <laughs> maybe he had something he, cooking. He had said something early this offseason. They kept asking why he didn't bring in a vet, why he didn't bring in a vet. And he spoke back to the championship window they had when Ted was the GM and they won the ring. He was like, you have to create opportunity for growth. And they was like, well, what do you mean? He goes, I got to give these young dudes a chance to grow together. And he's like, I'm not going to be able to keep everybody, but certain guys turn into superstars. 
we have a new championship window and a new mm-hmm. core. And, and you look at the team, how young they are everywhere. It, that's what he's doing. Yeah, it's 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 almost brilliant. And I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. I was one of the ones I'm like, I'm not 100 percent sure. But what I've seen lately uh, has been nice. And speaking of that, we're going to go to the defensive side of the ball. His two picks from last year. Oh, yeah. Devontae Wyatt, which I, if you remember in the first episode, I said there's one person that's got to step up on that defensive yep. line and got to help and got to help. Got to help Kenny Clark, and that's Devontae Wyatt. And what a day. Three tackles, two for loss, of uh, a sack and a half. Uh, I like what I saw from him, but that's what we were looking for. The mm-hmm. the, the Georgia, the all of that Georgia talent that we kept drafting. We're still waiting for yep. Stokes to, to make a return, and hopefully they'll be in the next couple weeks. But you see this, and you say, okay, Wyatt is looking good. What were your thoughts on Wyatt's play during the game? I was happy that they finally got Kenny some help. And the help showed up. <laughs> Thank goodness. Because how many times we go in the game like, oh, Kenny got to do it by himself on that line. Right. And now you can move Kenny to where he should be. You got this big, hey, you got uh, Gilbert Brown uh, Jr. right there. I'm happy, man. I, I'm i excited with the play he's had. I'm excited that he's finally developing. And also, too, that Joe Barry's putting him in the game. Yeah. Joe, Joe's still one I'm on the on the limb with. Well, you know how we feel about Joe. So <laughs> Joe, Joe's got to get his act together. Uh, but so far, so good. We'll see. Uh, he hasn't done anything to disappoint me just yet. Uh, very proud of what Wyatt has done. But let's talk about his teammate, though, because his teammate decided, you know, his Georgia teammate, national championship teammate, uh, and and obviously Packer teammate, Quay Walker. Now, last year, my man is infamous for running out of the tunnel oh, yeah. and having the Friday moment. Uh, <laughs> and so and so when it happened, I was just like, man, what is my guy doing? But yes, oh, not yesterday, but on Sunday, uh, the four tackles, the, the interception run was impressive. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, he the, the maneuver, I was like, man, he looks he looks like a big running He's a running back. back. <laughs> He's like a big running back trying to make these moves, but uh, you know. That and that's the and that's also a difference I've seen in the defense ever since the last four games of last year. They just seem like they're working better together. Um, ever since the group chat, I guess. Uh they just been yeah. they've been working well together. I mean, what are you what are your thoughts on uh, Quay's game on Sunday? I want to speak to the belief that they have in him. Because you do I didn't notice it until towards the end of the game. He's got the helmet with the green dot. Mm. So he's the one making all the defensive calls, not uh Campbell. And he's the linebacker when they go to nickel and there's only one linebacker on the field. So when I noticed that, I said, oh, you've taken the leap and they believe in you. Like, I still believe that Campbell is probably the, the you know, the guy they impressed. They're probably the guys they look to on defense to bring right. that leadership. But I can see by the end of the season that this is probably Quay Walker's defense. And he's turning into the guy that they felt he could be coming out of Georgia. I'm really uh, impressed with the growth, the maturity. See, and he knew he had to make some changes after last season because he had was it two ejections last year? Yeah, the the, the last one was the worst one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the the last one was the worst one because when it happened, you're like, "What am I got doing?" I, yeah. I think that, I'll be honest with you though. I think that that moment was probably the best moment for him. Mm-hmm. Like it had it happened on national TV. He got made fun of about it, and I think that to me, help motivate him, focused him going into this season. I'm like, getting publicly humiliated is not fun. Uh, and so, you know, 
it, it I feel like he's taking a leap in that in yeah. that form. So it, it was it was good to see. I was like, man, I was impressed. I told you I was riding down the road. I'm looking on the side. I'm over here screaming on I-95, talking about you better <laughs> you better run. Yeah, you, you better run. <laughs> and he was looking for contact. Yeah, he concussed himself. And but you know what I think, and I, and and I don't know if this really happened, but you can't. Be, I know he's looking over at Philly like, dang, they got all my boys on the team. Yeah, I got a ball out over here. But that's but what have we been saying in this group chat for years? Please go get us some SEC defensive players. Yeah, and then we Please got three of them. Some dogs. We got three. And we, of them. And we ever could get Stokes back uh, where he needs. If we can ever get Stokes back, you know, healthy. Uh, I feel like the defense is they're just gonna make get it. It's just gonna get better once he gets back because we've seen glimpses, but we haven't had a chance to see him like full blown. So once we get him back healthy, I mean, hey, I mean they're they're coming along. They, We're gonna have a good along. problem when Stokes comes back. Yeah, because Valentin got in the game, and somebody got to tell me how he dropped to the seventh round. Somebody, something crazy must have happened that we don't know about. Look, we Green Bay has always been able to draft. Um, yeah. every, every year, the only year that I would say that I can remember recently was 2020, but that was the love draft. Um, and you know, DeGuar was in that draft and all that stuff, but now it's like, at least the love part of it looks good. Uh, we got running Gen- back I think, in the second round. Yeah. Who was it? They took AJ. It was AJ Dylan. Was, yeah. They took AJ in the second round. Uh, DeGuaro was taken in the third. That That's the draft. They didn't draft any receivers. And everybody was like, yo, what are they doing? And they were yeah. making fun. They were making fun of the Packers. I mean, the, the, the draft of coverage was like, look at here. There are like 27 <laughs> receivers that have been drafted. And no pals. Like, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there looking at the TV talking about, man, why they gotta keep talking about us? Like, they just let it go, man. Come on, man. <laughs> they, were, they were it was just going in. Was that was that Goose first draft or second draft? Mm, I want to say it was. I think it was his second because I think his first was in 19. I think his first was in 19. I think it was it was either 19 or 18. He's been there for a couple of years now, though. Yeah. So he's been you there. Know, he's been there for a couple of years. You look back and it's like the regime change pretty much starts there. From that point on? From that point on, is it was building for when Aaron was gone. Cause I mean, from the Ted guys, I think what Jones, Bach. That might. Who else? I'm not sure. I think. Yeah, Jones. That might be it. I mean, there's not a lot of people that are left on yeah. it. It's a very young, very young uh, Packers team. But hey, look, Packers right now, one and zero to start the season, beating the Bears thirty-eight to twenty. So a good start. Now, before we move on to the next part here, was there anybody in in particular in the game that you were very impressed with that we didn't talk about? Devontae Wicks. Folks, watch how he plays coming off the line of scrimmage. <clears throat> and then go put on some old number 17 tapes, and you know who I'm talking about. And it is scary close how he gets off the line and gets open. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, like, oh, we might have another one. Because there was a few times where he just killed his man off the line of scrimmage was open, and Jordan went somewhere else. And I'm like, this is going to be a problem. This is – and. A round of applause for Jaden Reed. That yes. man, yes, he looks like he's attacking <laughs> the ball when it gets to him. Like, you're not gonna take this ball from me. I'm, I'm I feel impressed. Like, I don't, I don't. Outside of Devontae, when's the last time we had a receiver that was just that aggressive? Hmm. I mean, it's it's been a while, but 
like I said, watching him, like I said, I you know me, I I have I've had a chance to see him up close and personal for a yeah. couple of years. Uh, and at Virginia that year that they went to um, that the year that they led the nation or uh, Brendan Armstrong, who was a quarterback in Virginia, led the nation in in passing yards or was like top three. Wicks yeah. was like number one in the ACC. He had a really good year that year. Tough year last year when they switched coaches, uh, but he he's impressive. I knew he was going to be good at the next level. Probably one of the the, the happiest things that happened to me on draft day was seeing him go to. You there. were excited. I was like, whoa, okay. So seeing Wicks go there after you know being able to cover him for the last three or four years at yeah. Virginia was a good thing to see. So I I I feel you on that, my friend. I feel you on that. I would know what I like, and then I'm starting to notice this. If you have a down year, like your senior year, but you really mm-hmm. did well your junior year, we will find you. You know, I think back, and it didn't work out, but do you remember when we drafted Justin Harrell from Tennessee? Oh, God. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I, he had had a really memory. good junior year, but then he tore his ACL, and I noticed, like, love. Great junior year. Senior year wasn't great. Mm-hmm. And I, they do really good. They're really good with doing their due diligence. But okay, well, why was the senior year not as good? And if it looks like it was stuff outside of control, new coaches, new offense, come on in. We'll, we'll make it work. I mean, look, it's it's a knack, and maybe it's a part of the strategy. By all means, if it's worked, yeah, I would say probably about like eighty percent of the time, maybe a little bit higher than that. But hey, keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Keep it moving. I mean, so far so good in, in game one. Now, before we, we get off of here, and once again, thanks, Randall, for coming on. Because, look, y'all, this ain't going to be the first time Randall comes on. He's going to come on, you know, <laughs> quite a bit here. So, you know, and then we'll get Deshaun on here um, eventually. i got to get with him so we can get him on here as well. Uh, that'll probably be a fun conversation once that, day, once that day happens. So we're going to have to do that. That's going to be more of a free – that might be the bad week. When we get all three of us on here, because it's gonna be a really, it's gonna be a really. That's gonna be a war games. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be war games. Uh, but let's let's talk about the elephant in the room here, uh, and that's uh, the injury to Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers didn't even get four plays in, four plays in, and Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles out for the season. So we. Um, the Packers will not get a uh, get that first round pick, and you know it's funny. We talked about it so much. Got to get to the 60, just got to get to the sixty five percent, and there it is, not happening. They didn't even didn't even get a chance to get close to it. They just said, "No, nah, you good." And yeah, they made you know so second. officially. So officially, the Packers get that uh, the the Jets' second round pick. Now, depending on how they could you know do after this, this could be a good pick, and it may yeah. not be because. You know, I still think confidence-wise, the team is still on a high level. It's, but it's going to be interesting to see if they, how they bounce back, uh, you know, or how they approach things with Aaron being gone. So, what were your thoughts when you first heard the injury, and uh, you know, wh- what were you thinking about that? So, I joke a lot about how I don't like Aaron Rodgers, and he gets on my nerves. I genuinely love that man as a quarterback. You know, I love what he did for the Packers. And I love that he wanted just everybody just, you know, care about this thing as much as I do. And I was excited. I was excited to watch him. I I live, you know, in Connecticut. I'm 30 minutes from New York. So I grew up listening to Jets games on the radio. When Favre went over, I was rooting for Favre. And I wanted to see them do well. Because I know 
would I love for the Packers to win the Super Bowl this year? Absolutely. Do I think it's going to happen? No, nah, this no. is that growing year. It's if okay. he'd have won it, I'd have been happy for him. If they'd right. have got there, I'd have rooted, I'd have cheered. I wanted to see him do well. I was crushed, man, because I don't want to see him go out like this. No, nah, it, it's it's a tough, it's a tough pill to swallow. I mean, yes, the 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 pick side of it, that's you know whatever, but yeah. you know, I really did wanted to see him do well. I'm not gonna lie to you, the selfish part of me, you know, December 24th, Christmas Eve, I'm supposed to be heading up to New York to to watch him play. Wow. So I was, you know, I was supposed to be up there because uh, the commanders take on the yeah. Jets. And I was just like, all right, I'm going to get to see Aaron. It's going to sting a little bit, but I'm going to get to see him play in that Jets uniform. And now, obviously, that won't happen. I'm still going to go to the game, but it, it just won't happen now. So yeah. I don't want to see anything bad happen to anybody. And it, it it sucks because I really wanted to see how, especially that connection him and Gary Wilson were starting oh. to build. Like, I thought that was going to be – you know, that's going to be 17 all over yep. again in a different form. So we, I thought we really want to see something special. So it does. It does. It sucks. So, you know, prayers to Aaron. I hope speedy recovery. And, you know, some people are thinking that he's going to retire. You think he retires? I don't think he does. I think he's going to give it at least one shot in New York. You know, I think he, he in his mind, he owes the fans that. I think. Um, do you follow Juices Mosqueda on Twitter? Mm mm. So I think he's probably the best, like, non-Packer, but he's a scout, and he mm -hmm. loves the Packers. He always says Aaron Rodgers is an absolute psycho. I think he is going to try to do everything he can in his power to play again. I'm telling you, we know how to do this. He'll go to Germany to find out the latest, you know, science thing, that how can you fix my <laughs> Achilles. I think he's going to try. Do I think he's going to be successful? He's 40 years old, man. And tough. Turns 40 it's this year. It's not like he tough. was always Tom Brady where he was taking care of himself in that way. The Packer fan of me wants to see him come back. And if he came back and he went to the Vikings and did what Favre did and whooped our butt, I wouldn't be mad because he deserves to go out mm. at the top of this game. I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't anywhere but there. Anywhere <laughs> but anywhere but there. I, I Look, anywhere but there. I mean, you can go anywhere else, please. You know. Hey. I got a coworker, and she's a Packers fan. And before the news came out that it was a tear, she said, "I secretly think he's faking that he's hurt so he could get released and go to Minnesota." <laughs> oh, I tell her to stop talking like that. <laughs> but, you know, but you know that's the that's the theory. You know, everybody think that's you know maybe at some point he goes there. But I, I don't nah, think yeah, I don't think is. that's the case. It's it's a different vibe than Favre. I think Favre went there because out of whatever just to get that out vengeance. But he. Like he like not fell in love, but he, he he fell in love with the team. Like you can yeah. tell that they're having a good time. Like they're heartbroken. The facial expressions they were making when when he was down, you you can't you can't um not buy that, but you can't you can't fake that. They, they mm -hmm. were generally like, oh man, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, because they they knew what their expectations were coming in the season when Aaron oh, yeah. Rodgers being Super your quarterback. So it's Super Bowl a bust in in their eyes. So you know, speedy recovery for Aaron, man. A, Second and round you know pick what? it is. I a part of me wanted him to be successful in New York because we'd always have and you you had probably had to do so we'd always have to defend him against Tom Brady lowers. And they'll say, oh, Tom is Tom is that. Oh yeah. And I'd always come back to this thing Tom Brady said, and he said, you know, if Aaron was in New England, he would throw for five thousand yards and fifty five touchdowns every year just because of the analytics and the system we run. Mm -hmm. But and I always feel like Aaron didn't get the appreciation he should have gotten. So to see him 
sitting courtside at Knicks games, being at Rangers games, all these fancy restaurants in New York. And I was like, there you go, Aaron. You live in that life you always wanted to live. You talk of the town. Because, you know, they, they make the joke about Green Bay. Hey, you going to Applebee's and that's it. Yeah, yeah. So I no, was right. happy for him. Like, you know what? You enjoy this. This is what you deserve. You putting a, feel like a, you are a superstar. So I hope you, you know, you get that superstar treatment. And for it to be cut short like this, you know, he deserved, he deserved better. And I hope he gets to go out on top somehow, some way. Well, look, it's, it's, I, I think he'll be back. I think he'll be, you know, I think he'll come back stronger. I really do. I mean, it's going to be something that, you know, he's one of those people, like you said, he's a psycho to an extent. He's, mm-hmm. he, I just can't see him like, all right, that's it. I'm done. Yep. Like he, the whole reason he went to New York is because he was vengeance. We're not going to act like it wasn't like it was part of it. Yep. You know, he, he, he wanted to get back at the Packers. He even he took the pay cut just to make sure that they had the pieces just so that he could show, you know, what he was willing to do. If they're willing to bring the pieces in, obviously Green Bay wasn't willing to bring the pieces in at times. That's just how the philosophy works. And, you know, you a green and gold fan, you you know that that's you the know. philosophy. You know what they, what it is. And in New York, they was like, hey, man, what do you want? I want Dalvin Cook. We're going to go get you Dalvin Cook. Yep. And that's that that was the philosophy. Who do you want? To, I want Lazard. I want this person. And they went and they made sure whatever he wanted, yep. they got. So, I mean, I, but I still think this is a good thing for the Jets. And I know we're tailing off of Here's the thing with the Jets. I think that Aaron is going to be really good for Zach Wilson. I think oh, it's going to yeah. help him out. And guess what? I think Aaron's still going to be there throughout the season to an extent. I think he's still going to be helping him out. And so I think it's it's going to really go long term for the Jets. But there it is, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, man. He's out for the season. Can Cannot believe it. Absolutely shocked. <laughs> I'm absolutely shocked. All right, now before we go, once again, Randall, thank you for coming on, brother, for Green and Gold thank over everything. Uh, and you know, before um, we head over to our our uh, game preview with my man James Brown here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network, what's your prediction for Sunday? Uh, you know, Packers, Falcons, and I just, you know, what's your prediction? Where do you see that thing going? I think we win. I think we win. I think they're gonna bring the house on Jordan. You're not gonna sit back there and and be able to pick his power, but I think we we win convincingly too because I don't trust their defense. I think they have one good corner, uh, AJ Terrell. Uh, they got a good safety in Jesse Bates, but I really think this is a solid win for the Packers. If we just play fundamental, run the ball, play action, Jordan. One thing I like about him, he makes his plays on third down. Right. I think it's a convincing win. Two and zero. There it is. There it is. You heard it from my, my man, Randall Burns. And look, next time, y'all, we're going to spell it the correct way. Because we <laughs> no problem, it. man. We're messing with the E, man. We're going to look. <laughs> and, and that's so funny because I said, Darrell, you know better. You better go on Facebook and make for sure. But And, and it's just, especially for somebody who gets his name destroyed. But can't wait to have you back on, brother. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on talking some Packers football. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to head on over uh, as we get my man James Brown coming on to talk about Packers and Falcons and get the keys to see how the fact that that's and don't beat me up, we're going to get the keys to see how the Packers could beat the, the Falcons and how the Falcons could beat the Packers. Let's go ahead and get this game preview on. All right, so we're getting ready, ladies and gentlemen, for our game preview for this week. Week two, Packers traveling down to Georgia. They said the devil went down to Georgia, but in this case, the Packers are heading down to Georgia 
to Mercedes-Benz Stadium to take on the Atlanta Falcons. Both teams coming into this matchup 1-0 and after some pretty solid weeks on both, both teams' fronts. With me today, ladies and gentlemen, to help me break down uh, this uh, game and give it a key uh, keys to victory for both teams here, my man from the Legacy Maker Sports Network, Mr. James Brown. James, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. You know, glad to be here. Can't wait to get into our discussion for the game. You know, I feel like this will be a good one. Um, you know, just excited, man. Want to know. Falcons <laughs> haven't been wanting to know for a while now. So, you know, I'm just I'm just taking it in. Just taking it in. I think it was 2016, if I wasn't, if I'm not mistaken. 16 or 17, man. It's been a while. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's the last time we had a winning record, too. So, you know, hey. New day in Atlanta. New, new day in Atlanta. And, you know, hey, look, new eras all the way around for both teams. Uh, we got a chance uh, to see, you know, love and, and, and you know, I guess in some people has become the new daddy for the Chicago Bears. But uh, it was definitely a great week uh, for both franchises. But, James, I wanted to get in here and kind of pick your brain. And, you know, on this podcast, we try to – we want to see it from both sides when it comes to the preview. So, I want to know, James, your three keys to victory for the Atlanta Falcons. How do they beat the Green Bay Packers on Sunday? Definitely. So, you know, kicking things off, the strength of this Falcons team is going to be in the trenches. So it's going to be up front on both sides of the ball offensively, making sure you control the line of scrimmage, making holes for those running backs to get through, making sure Desmond Ritter stays clean in the pocket, and then defensively getting pressure on the quarterback, stuffing the run. One of the first keys to this game for the Falcons is going to be command the line of scrimmage, make it known, make sure that, you know, they're the aggressors and not the ones, you know, being aggressed against. Second key is going to be running the ball and controlling the clock. The Falcons are a team where, you know, they love to run. Last year we were one of the more higher percentage teams when it came to that factor. Um, love to pound the rock. And we have three guys that specialize in that. Um, you have Tyler Algier, more that bruiser back, Bijan, a guy who can do it all. And then the Joker himself, Cordell Patterson, a guy who didn't play week one, but more likely looking to play week two. So he's going to be fresh. He's going to have fresh legs coming into the season. Controlling that clock through the run game is going to be a big factor for the Falcons. If they can keep Jordan Love on the sidelines and tire out that Packers defense with that run game, that can ensure them a victory. And then finally, number three, Jordan Love, while he has been in the league, what well, this is like his third or fourth season, it is his first time starting around. You know, he's a newer quarterback when it comes to that aspect of it. And really, if you have to choose a way to, I guess, what, death by a thousand cuts, let it be him throwing the ball. You know, the Packers have a good run game with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and those guys can really attack you downhill. And if you're Atlanta, that's what you want to avoid. You want to kind of turn the Packers to a one-dimensional team force them to have to beat you with Jordan Love making throws from the pocket and on the run. If they can force him to do that and they lose, I can live with that. But if we allow them to just run all over us and then him throw all over us with the play action and whatnot, it's going to be a long day. So control the line of scrimmage, run the ball, control the clock, force Jordan Love to beat you. If Atlanta can do that, they'll be on their way to 2-0. See, and, and you know, here's the thing. I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you 100% because – uh, one of the biggest things here, you, you, like making love, making love, <laughs> making Jordan love, uh, you know, make those winning throws to win the game is going to be crucial. Now, we got a chance to see that last week, uh, you know, against Chicago. He he made pretty much all the winning throws you thought he could do that he could do in that game. 
and he looked really good. I think that's going to be critical um, if they can kind of force him into continuing to make those throws. Because here's the thing. The Packers, even though they had a good mix last week, you they want to be able to uh, throw the football, but they want to run first. And so if you're going to force Jordan Love to run, and, and, you know, or excuse me, oh, they're going to force Jordan Love to throw the ball, that, that you're going to see a lot of that. That's that's where some of the pressure is going to come in. Uh, the battle of the of the scrim of the line of scrimmage, I also agree because last week the Packers were able to contain uh, contain Justin Fields, and I would think that was the biggest thing. They were able to con- contain him, uh, maybe not stop him per se, but they were able to contain him, and they forced him uh, to do some things that he did not want to do. And the de- defensive line looked pretty good. I think that part was also like really, really critical. So I agree with you. I like your mindset on this. And if somehow the Packers gotta figure out uh those running that running game, they got a three-headed monster they got down in Atlanta, it's gonna be tough. I mean, Skiff, Smith schemes up that part of the offense pretty well. So, you know, I'm confident in that. You know, we, we should be able to run it. All right, all right, all right. So now the, the key to the Packers, how did the Packers go into Atlanta? Second road game now. And and defeat a very uh, looks like going to be a tough and I would say a problem at, at you know depending on a very competitive team in the NFC South and throughout the NFC in the Atlanta Falcons. Well, this is what I think has to happen. First of all, uh, if you're Green Bay, you, you got to continue to keep Jordan Love upright. Now, last week, what we saw was a veteran offensive line led by two All-Pros in Bakhtiari and and, uh, and Jenkins, and they were able to help keep this young man upright. And he rarely – there was a couple times that, you know, they, they got a little pressure on him. But for the most part, he had plenty of time to throw the football, and he had pl- plenty of time to make things happen for Green Bay. So that is going to be critical. Do not let Jared Grady – destroy you <laughs> don't let don't let him go to work uh down there that's going to be a problem if that ends up happening there but with that being said keep jordan love upright secondly control the falcons running game this is going to be a task within itself trying to to slow down these three backs especially if cordell patterson is is suiting up for sure you're going to have to deal with those three backs and here's the thing Tyler was the one last week that had the two touchdowns. And for all those fantasy owners out there that was like, man, I'm going to hold off because it's going to be Bijan Day. Well, guess what? <laughs> Y'all, you can't forget that Tyler rushed for 1,000 yards last year. So they it's really pick your poison. Watch out for that running game. Try to stop that Falcons running game. That is going to be critical. So Kenny Clark, uh, Devontae Wyatt, who had a great game last week, those two guys are going to have to run, uh, you know, run things on that, uh, on that, um, on the line and try to stop that Falcons running game. And then number three, pressure Desmond Ritter at all costs. We saw what happened last week when the Packers were able to put the pressure to a young quarterback in Justin Fields, very talented quarterback in Justin Fields. And now uh, you want to kind of do the same thing to Ritter. You want to keep him uneasy and, and keep that pressure on him. And I think if the Packers defense can do that. They've got a really good chance if they make him flustered uh, to win that contest on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm feeling right there with the Packers uh, keys to victory. Definitely, though, for me, the biggest one is keeping Jordan Love upright. If you can keep him upright, I really do think he seems like he's got that grasp of the game now or it feels like he's got that grasp of the game now that he can make plays uh, and not just, you know, with, with his own feet, with, you know, you know, in the passing game, I just think he can make plays, so we'll see. I mean, definitely, man. I pretty much agree with all your keys as well. If you are the Packers, Packers have always drafted and developed offensive linemen well. Keeping love upright is going to be a main factor. We have seen that in the past, Atlanta's pass rush 
as a little pedestrian at times, almost anemic. This offseason, they did attempt to revamp it, bringing in some fresh guys for rotations, more experienced veterans. We'll see if that provides any impact. But Green Bay's offensive line has usually always been dominant. So it'll be a good test for both sides to see exactly what they do have. And then, again, your running game, guys are great. Dylan's in a contract year, I believe. You know, he's going to be looking to get paid. He might be trying to establish himself in this game. Um, I will say when it comes to your run defense, typically that's been your Achilles heel. In the past, you know, we've seen in the playoff runs where teams have been able to run the ball in that Packers defense, but you guys attacked that through the draft and the free agency, like a Devontae Wyatt, bringing in to help a Kenny Clark. So, again, that part will be crucial. I agree with that. And, you know, I feel like if you guys can manage to do that, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, it was rocking last Sunday. Will they show out two weeks in a row? I don't know. It helps that the Falcons are one to know. That might help with that. But, you know, I mean, it may not be as much of a home advantage if Packers fans are in there and there's loud on Sunday and they jump out to an early lead. So, you know, that could work in your favor too, man. Well, it's, it's an intriguing contest because it's really two young teams, in my opinion, with two fairly new head coaches still kind of, I mean, yes, LaFleur had Aaron Rodgers. Let's not be, let's not be like lost, but technically this is his first time, really no hall of fame quarterback. And now you've got two young teams trying to find their way, getting comfortable. Uh, it's early in the season. This is a big matchup, especially people don't look at it. It's going to be a good big matchup because who knows when seven, six seed, this game could be a critical part. Uh, especially in a division like the NFC uh, South and the North, where people don't think they may not, they may just get one team, but if they're going to get that mm -hmm. second team, this could be a critical game. Definitely. I, I agree with that sentiment and it's early in the season. So that's why it's even more crucial to pick it up because you don't want to have regrets later down the road where it's like, man, we were one, one off from making it. And well, dang it, if we'd have beat green Bay back in week two, or if we'd have beat Atlanta back in week two, we'd be going on instead of going home at the end of the year. And, you know, it could help with both of these teams squeaking in and getting that second team from the division as well. You know, we've seen already in week one, man, some teams that we thought were going to be on a downward spiral. Looks like they're trending <laughs> up. Some teams that we thought were trending up, they're trending down. So, you know, it's week one was exciting, full of action. And, you know, it just makes me even more excited for week two and what we're going to see. Yeah, man, football's back. I, I think, I think you know, I, I told somebody you just – you just don't want it to go by too fast, knock on wood. I, I felt like last season, about week four happened so fast. I said, man, week four already? So, I like, slow down what? NFL season, man. Like, we we got till February. Just take your time. So, I you look, know, but time slows down for no one, and the NFL season doesn't either. But it should be a good game. Very excited. It's going to be a 1 o'clock matchup on Sunday. James, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, man, uh, you know, and, and tell them all the great things you do on the network. So definitely, man, um, I would advise anybody, you know, check out all the great stuff we have here at Legacy Maker Sports Network. Um, you can always like, share, comment, and subscribe. Stay tuned for all of our shows we have, Legacy on Fire, um, Commonwealth Sports Talk, Monster Minutes. We have a lot of great programming here for all these sports and legacy heads out there. Um, if you look at them to follow me personally, you can hit me up on Instagram at Champagne Jimmy. Um, follow me on yeah. Facebook, James Brown. You know, I'll let your boy. All right. That is it, everybody. That is episode two of green and gold over everything here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. Except Atlanta. 
I, <laughs> I like that. I like that. And it's going it should be a really good matchup on Sunday. James, thank you for coming by. Make sure y'all check out Legacy on Fire next week. Myself and James will be on there with two other guests uh, as we bring you episode 57. So once again, everybody, thank you all. This has been Green and Gold over everything and even Atlanta. <laughs>